But he stopped me 30 seconds in and he goes, Jerry, you need to understand that I am a person for, who, for whom human interaction is not a positive experience. So let's just get this done and you can leave. Welcome to today's IT Misfits stand-up stand-up meeting where tech professionals and comedy intersect in a daily stand-up call. Each episode has two parts. First, we do a roundtable discussion on an IT topic of some sort, and then we do an open mic for anybody that wants to perform for about a minute. Each day has a new subtopic and hopefully new comedy, and we build up to Friday, where each of us should be presenting a finished bit. You get to see a weekly journey, kind of, into the building and, and creation of a comedy bit, and at the same time, Hopefully you get some takeaways from the IT topic that we discuss. I am joined today by my fellow misfit, Tim Stevens. I am Jerry Black. Thank you for being here. Let's get right into it. Today's topic, actually this week's topic, was Google's Project Oxygen. And Project Oxygen was the, the their deep dive into what people are looking for in their manager. And today we're going to talk about really the first three of those um, of those subjects or first three items in that subject. Uh, the first one was be a good coach, which is kind of funny that I'm sure like if you delve into Project Oxygen, there's a lot of detail in there. But when you just, you know, you kind of find it out there in the world, it's be a good coach, which seems like kind of a, yeah, just be a good coach. Yeah, sure. That's super easy. I can just do that. Um, and then empower your team is the second one and don't micromanage. Now that is something that is, um, you know, that's a, a fairly straightforward statement. Sometimes can be hard to do. And then create an inclusive team environment by showing concern for the success and well-being of all of the team members. So with that said, I kind of felt like these first three are really about the, the team. The first one being about being a good coach, but the, the second two really about the the team environment and really even being a good coach is about kind of creating and supporting that team environment. And, and on the coach side of the world, you know, it's very easy to draw the, the parallels between, you know, coaching a sport and coaching people, although I don't know is that it really translates as well as we would like it to. Uh, but the idea of, of seeing, you know, looking at your people and trying to get the best out of them, even when they maybe don't think they can do stuff, or when they don't think it's that they have it in them, um, uh, giving them the confidence to pursue things that are outside their comfort zone, and really trying to focus on their goals and how they correlate to you know, your department's goals, your overall objective as a company, that sort of thing. Um, and then not, you know, empowering your team and not micromanaging is, you know, is one of those things that I think can really deflate a team if you're not doing that. Uh, letting them have the reins to have the ability to do the things on their own. A lot like with your kids, you know, if if you just, if you're just sitting there telling them exactly what to do, yeah, you probably keep them from getting hurt, but you also will keep them from growing. And I, I think uh, teams and teammates a lot of the time are that same way. And then creating an inclusive team environment where you actually care about other people, I think that's one of those things that IT people uh, really do struggle with quite a bit. 
I had a guy one time tell me, well, I want to be a manager. And I was like, okay, well, one of the first things that happens when you're a manager is people start to come to you with personal problems. And so for instance, I had a guy come to me and tell me, Hey, he's, um, he's going through a divorce. And so he was telling me that it would be, you know, his work performance may not be great over the next, you know, you know, few months or, or longer as this, as this would kind of linger on, but he was really having trouble with his wife and, and that sort of thing. And, this guy, the guy that was telling me you want to be a manager immediately was like, oh, I could never do that. No, nope, no way. And I was like, well, that is, that is part of the job, man. You, you have to be there for your people. Even when it's a personal thing, you have to be understanding. You have to be able to listen to what they're talking about. You have to, you know, weigh these things out. No, I'm not, I'm not talking with people about their personal stuff. That has nothing to do with work. I'm not going to do it. And I was like, wow. Okay. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure management is for you, man, but, but anyways, uh, Tim, I've, I've talked a lot here, kind of uh, want to give the stage to you and let you uh, dig into any of those or all of those, if you like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Gary. I'm going to start with, we tend to promote people within an organization that are high performers, that are really good at their job into leadership positions. And sometimes we find that they don't necessarily want to be a leader but they don't, they're not quick to say no to a promotion and a pay raise. So we, we expect, I think, almost subconsciously that if they're a high performer and they're really good at their job and they're skillful, that they'll be a great leader. We then expect them to grow in that position, um, but we forget things like the ongoing coaching and the mentoring that I think has to happen when that, when that leader is in that position. But what I also think about it from a different angle is, did you put that right? Did you put that person in the right seat? You have to consider that. Just because they're a really good engineer does not mean they're going to be a great engineering manager. So there has to be some thought put into that. And what, what I have stumbled across, and really it's something that I learned today at a, um, in a leadership summit in Nashville, is a a kind of a system or a concept um, created by a guy named Ken Coleman. And Ken Coleman is the author of a couple of books. One of them is From Paycheck to Purpose, and the other one is The Proximity Principle. Uh, I have not read either one of them, but he spoke today, and I really wanted to, to take what he shared with me and share with the group, because I think it's super relevant to what we're talking about here. And you know, his point is, one of his points was to coach someone First of all, if you have to understand that you can't motivate people necessarily, that you actually have to find what motivates them, which helps you with the coaching part and helps you understand where to put them in the organization and, and make sure they're in the right seat. And really, this is something that Jerry and I talked about. God, this was years ago. When I say finding what motivates them, what I actually mean is what is their love language? Is it affirmation? Is it rewards, monetary? Is it the status, you know, the fulfillment of solving a problem? Are they one of those people that they find messes and they want to clean it up and there's a reward in that? Um, do they want to work with a customer? Are they, do they not want to work with a customer? Uh, are they really, really about just taking care of people and that's what they like to do? Um, or, you know, at the end of the day, do they just want to create something? which I think goes 
perfectly aligned with the IT industry is we just want to create things. We want to, we want to accomplish something by creating it. So the coaching part really comes into play is, you know, for you to coach effectively, you have to know who you're coaching and what you're coaching them to do beyond just the fundamentals of, I need you to show up to work, be attentive, be punctual, be productive and stay on course and communicate well. I think if you really want to get down to coaching at individual bases, um, and especially with the example, Jerry, you came up with the personal side, someone struggling with a personal issue, knowing more about that individual is going to equip you more with how to coach them. And it's going to make you a better leader. So, and it's going to help you understand, hey, do I, where do I put Joe Snuffy? Because Joe Snuffy is doing so well right now. But is it really leadership that I need to put Joe Snuffy into, or is it just a, a lead position or a senior network engineer or even an architect? Even if you are an individual contributor, I am sure at some point, somewhere in your life, you probably are a leader. If you're a parent, guarantee you're a leader. Within your team, even if you are one member of a bigger team, I bet there are times where you are a leader. And if you've ever run a project, personal or professional, you were a leader. A lot of people think, well, I'm not a leader. And I'll, I hear that a lot from IT people. I, I'm not a leader. I don't like leading. But then you see them do something where you're like, that's that's leading. You know, that's leading, right? It's kind of like when people do stand up or, you know, they, they say, oh, I could never do stand up or I could never talk in front of people. And then you go, but but you were able to have a conversation with those 10 people or you were able to stand up in front of all of us and do a presentation. Oh, well, that's different. It's not. It's different because you're making it different. The same thing happens, I think, with leadership. People make it different in their head, but they don't need to. It, leadership is leadership. It's a practice, not a set of rules, and this makes you good at it or bad at it. It's something that you have to practice and, and continue to practice or else you, you won't continue to progress as, as a leader. One of those things that always happens in IT is we take the people that are really technical, really technically capable, throw them into a role of leadership, generally leading the people that they used to work right next to without any training, without any support, without any, almost anything. And it's just, man, that's just a really tough spot to be successful in. And we could spend days talking about how we could solve those problems and how in IT, we need to do some different some things differently. One of those I think is everybody probably ought to get an opportunity to lead some projects where they do not have direct control over people and they have to get compliance and support via communication and through a compromise, through um, you know just working with people and, and getting them on board because that is a skill that as a leader you have to have but doesn't come naturally until you've had to do it a few times i think back to this is my days in the military i was going through a program to become an officer and at the end of the program they called each one of us in uh, we were candidates at the time before we were official officers and there was this uh light colonel lieutenant colonel that asked all of us the same question there's a scene in the movie Saving Private Ryan where Tom Hanks, he's a platoon leader. There, he's leading his platoon and they come across a enemy fighting position. 
And instead of Tom Hanks telling his men to go and position themselves to overrun this enemy position, he asked them to. And he asked them who's going to go left and who's going to go right so he can flank the position. The lieutenant colonel that asked the question was he explained the story and he's like, when he asked instead of told his men to do X, Y, and Z, what was he looking for? And none of us got the right answer, none of the candidates. But what he, what Tom Hanks was looking for was the buy-in. He's like, if you can get people to buy into what you, your vision and what you need from them, especially in IT, if you're in a leadership position, even if you're not, you still find yourself leading a team, but you may have some in that group that don't agree with what you're doing and how you're doing it simply because there's many ways to do things. And there's always going to be an argument about what is the better way to do this, right? So that buy-in, Jerry, is so crucial. And you're right. It's not something you're born with. It's not something you can get from a book. You can't demand a buy-in. You can demand compliance, but that comes with force. But if you can get people to buy into your vision and what you need from them and get them excited about it as if they own it themselves, uh, you're going to be a much better effective leader. All right. Do you have anything uh, that you want to share today? Uh, you, the, you have one minute of of uh, comedy stage time. The stage is yours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you know, for our listeners out there, just have an open mind. This is uh, this is actually an experience that I had. I was at the airport flying out to Nashville from Phoenix, and I thought this was just so comical. Uh, I mean, I'm going to do my best here to uh, to deliver this as well as I. I uh, I envisioned it. So buy into what I'm about to tell you guys. So um, I was actually, I was at the Phoenix airport, Sky Harbor, making my way to the terminal that I needed to depart from. And anybody that's flown knows that there is such a, a mix of cultures and races and demographics at the airport that it's just a fun place to be in, right? You have kids running around. You have what look like, so I was, I got to the terminal, I got to the gate and there was this woman who was on her phone and she was pacing next to the gate and she had glasses on and, um, yeah, she looked younger, maybe in her twenties and she was yelling into her phone at whoever. And I could, all of us could hear within the earshot of what she was yelling about and who she was, you know, probably guess who she was yelling at probably her, her husband or boyfriend. And we all just listened and nobody said anything to her. Nobody interrupted her. But I, I just, what I found so comical is the people that were right next to her sitting in their seats were so mortified and so scared. <laughs> the look in their eyes as if they, you know, if, if they moved or if they, you know, God forbid they got up and they tried to talk to her, that she would just, I don't know, she would just rip them in half. <laughs> so boys and girls the moral of the story here is any any situation that you're in you're going to find something comical you're going to find two different um topics or two different demographics that that are so uh different in in any aspect and it, it is a it is a uh, a gift or rather a an honor to be able to walk through life and find comedy in just about any situation. So a little more than a minute, Jerry, but yeah. 
<laughs> wanted to uh, share that because I, I had fun with that one. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Tim. I've got, uh, so one, I had a boss one time and I went in for my annual review and we were talking about, you know, I, hey, how do you think I've done and, and that sort of thing. But it was kind of small talk at first. And so I, I said, you know, I recognize these can be, because I just had to get all of mine done. I recognize these can be a little bit stressful. So just trying to lighten the, the mood a little bit with, you know, with a little, oh, how's your family? How's this? But he stopped me 30 seconds in and he goes, Jerry, you need to understand that I am a person for, who, for whom human interaction is not a positive experience. So let's just get this done and you can leave. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. And then I had a buddy uh, who uh, just recently reached out to me and said he, he thought he was ready to, um, to get to the CEO role at the company that he's at. Uh, and he was asking if I thought that he was ready for that. And I said, well, are you familiar with the Peter Principle? And he said, yeah, the Peter Principle is essentially you get promoted to your level of incompetence. And then you overcome that incompetence and then you get promoted to the next level. And I said, exactly. I think you are at exactly the right level of incompetent to be the CEO of your company. So congratulations, you're ready. <laughs> That's it for today's stand-up stand-up meeting. Remember, this isn't just a podcast, it's a weekly journey into comedy. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you heard something you thought was funny, great. If you would like to share something funny, please reach out to us at itmisfits.com. We'd love to hear from you. Love to have you on the show. Maybe have you uh, write some jokes. Maybe even have you on stage someday. Let's not forget this is open source comedy. Anything that we put on here, you're welcome to share around the office with your friends and compatriots, and we hope that you do. Our jobs are stressful and hard, and if you share comedy, you share something funny, not only will that person's day be better, you'll be surprised at how much better your day is because of it. Thank you so much for joining. Take care.